Welcome to All Gold Everything. I'm Heidi J. Oh. I'm Marissa J. I'm Sandy J. As always. Love it. And we're here tonight. Uh, we got a lot to catch up on. Some general housekeeping things to start, I guess, is kind of always where we start. Clean it up. Mm. Cleaning it up. Sweeping it away. Sweeping it up. Under that rug. Under the uh, under the rug? Over the rug. Over the Marissa rug. is back with us this week. Thank you. Happy to have you Welcome back. Welcome back, Marissa. Thanks. How was Seattle? Well, Seattle was very Seattle-like. There was a lot of people drinking coffee in a lot of mm. locations. And, you know, it was... It was lovely. It was moderate temperatures. You have an 11-year-old that freaking flew a Cessna. A 13-year-old now. (laughs) Sorry. 13-year-old. I've done that. You flew a Cessna? No, I've made the mistake of calling a child the wrong age. I've done it twice in June. (laughs) I did it twice in June. This month, or last month. And my sweet little great-niece, Audrey, when I told her... um, I think I suggested she might be five years old and she's oh. really six. Oh, fuck no. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Shit was about to go down. But I, clicked, like, I turned I to her and like, I'm six and a third. Hold my earrings. Yeah. She's ready to throw down on yes. her little six-year-old takes her hoops out. Yeah, but I, I, I cleaned it up. I cleaned it up in time. I, I got it. It was all okay. She understood. She she believed me when I said, you know what? I knew you were six. I, I just it. said I the wrong. It. I just said the wrong So word. regardless, 11 or 13, both pretty young to be fine as Cessna. It's yeah, a little It's pretty incredible. He got the opportunity through the uh, Boeing flight school up there. Yeah. And it's in partnership with the museum. And there's actually an aviation high school that's a public charter in Seattle. I love that. And it was awesome. That was one of the many fun things he got to do. He got to chart a flight and navigate using only natural landmarks. And I mean, it's all above my head. I don't know. I have to say that having been in Hawaii recently and seen these people that like have the most glorious job of flying these little Cessnas between islands. I'm like, I'm in the wrong career. I need to go back. I need to rewind the clock to my 13 year old self. I need to learn how to fly a Cessna so I can just like fly little commuter flights around the Hawaiian islands and then like lay on the beach and do whatever. Yeah. And then if like you die in a Cessna accident, you'll be like, well, I died doing what I love. It was great out there. You'll probably get famous for it too. So that would be so worth it. You know, pretty much worth it. (laughs) That reminds me. Okay. So I don't know about you guys, but I was um, reading this thing the other day about this woman that like works in for some municipality and she got uh, stuck in an elevator that plummeted uh, maybe, I don't know, 20, 15 floors or something and she had a mild heart attack and she sued oh, man okay she sued the municipality for like five million dollars and i'm just gonna say like worth it minor so tell me what happened heart attack minor heart equals attack. five million dollars I, yeah, yeah. how old is she again? i mean okay so this look i mean I, it was probably a couple months ago that i read the article so i don't have all the details i can see that sandy wants like every detail well i article. do because this just <laughs> happened to a co-worker no way really? yes oh get Someone her you actually uh, yeah. know you yes. need to get her Whoa. some kind of litigious lawyer because this woman felt i don't know i actually don't even know if the article said how many like flights it was and i don't know if that mattered you the better point call Saul. yeah she had like some kind of medical event as a consequence of it and like the lawyer showed that the elevator was like faulty and then she was awarded five million dollars so she was awarded five million dollars oh girl jojo are you hearing (laughs) this oh get yourself a lawyer girl because i feel like worth it yeah okay i'll take like i mean people recover from minor heart attacks all the time 
You're going to New Mexico in August, right? Yes. Let me tell you a little story about New Mexico. Mm-hmm. When you drive down the street in yes. New Mexico, you get the sense that, oh, this whole Better Call Saul thing, for those of you that don't know, it takes place in New Mexico, uh-huh. is no joke. There are a billion million <laughs> personal, injury. personal injury attorneys <laughs> in New Mexico. It's like a total cottage industry. There's billboards all over they the city. They must have some kind of personal injury law that makes it that makes lucrative it, to be Or in. there's like no other fucking industry Maybe in New it. Mexico, so... I don't oh, know, but now keep your eyes peeled. You I might will. find her a good one. Oh, yeah. You could find JoJo a new New Mexican lawyer to I'll bring her back a lawyer. I, yeah. I do adore JoJo. I would love to help her in any way I could. Did she have a medical event? Can you tell like anything about what happened? Well, just because of the purposes of yeah. she might be suing, I better not talk about it. I better save it until <laughs> yeah. post-settlement. Right? Word. I'm just going to say, it reminds me a little bit of like that Adam Sandler movie where he works in a toll booth and he gets his toe. It's, I think it's Big Daddy. He works in a toll booth and one of the cars runs over his toe and he gets like a $10 million settlement and that's how he's like so rich that he just sits around and eats cereal all day. Like, worth it. Right? <laughs> it was just a broken toe. Absolutely worth Hell yeah. That. In Give that me, case, I'll take anything within the range of broken toe to minor heart attack. I'm well, cool with that. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm willing to risk a, Marty, a minor or major <laughs> cardio issue. Yeah. Like, that's not, I don't I don't feel comfortable with that. That's a risk I'm not worth, I don't I'd think it's worth taking. You know, I, I, I see the... <laughs> I see the other side of, of that's true. You're where, a medical professional. Yeah, and I don't want to risk on this. anything that's going to land me in any health system <laughs> in the United States. Oh, good point. I was about to say anything that doesn't require a colostomy bag. I'm basically. <laughs> we have basically to have standards. Worth it. That's you totally that's need to have standards. <laughs> Some boundaries. I'm glad that I know like where you land on that yes just an fyi for future reference that's the floor for me okay so and sandy is your emergency contact that's perfect that's right that's right it's very good i Um, i I am trained in um cleaning and changing colostomy bags if needed (laughs) i had a i was i had a clerkship in my last year of pharmacy school at a home care pharmacy and um, in order to teach me about wound and ostomy supplies my Mm. preceptor let me practice on let you it was horrible. Her. Ouch. On her colostomy. She used her colostomy bag. Wow. To teach me. And in hindsight, I feel like that may have been inappropriate. <laughs> that sounds horrific. It's like, it was whether inappropriate or not, I, I don't actually know because I don't know what the standards are around that kind of thing. But it sounds awful no matter yeah, what happens. Yeah, I agree. Like. I don't think there's any way to make that appropriate. I feel like that's definitely an HR violation of some kind. <laughs> right. Like, I think you need five million you might, bucks. Yeah, you might need a lawyer for yeah, just having been exposed definitely to like experience. a work injury, yeah, but, psychological damage. Damages yeah. or something. On the upside, what I'm saying is if you were to end up with a colostomy bag, I feel like it any experience I had with you and the colostomy bag yeah. would be better than the one I had with her and That's the true. colostomy bag. That's true. Mm. I'm here to help. Good. Good to know. I'll put it in the Rolodex. <laughs> uh, I don't know how we got gone too far. <laughs> I don't know how we digressed reel to colostomy back. bags. <laughs> Let's reel it back. We have a bit of an announcement to make. Marissa's got an announcement to make. That's right. Oh, tell us. Well... I have experienced some growth and a few other opportunities in my life. How do I? I'm no longer. Say, oh, I got your snap, sister. I'm no Say longer going to breathe heavy on all gold. To what? That's right. We have Say goodbye. I can't remember the next I'll words. be back, though, because that's good how times I am. And the bad times. Oh, they were so bad. <laughs> We gotta review the song now. One of my faves. Love that song. It's a good song. Excellent review. Five out of five. Total five out of five. That review. 
it, I mean, <laughs> uh, what else do you say about a song that good? So anyway, I did not mean to just detract from your announcement with my... I feel like we really added thing. to it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was enhanced. It was majorly <laughs> enhanced. So what have you got going on opportunity-wise that's coming up for you that... Um, that that is what's going on well it's taking you away from us yeah i've got a couple art shows coming up um, but one of them is like a bigger overall project Mm -hmm. so we me and a another a fellow artist who's a photographer Mm -hmm. are combining our efforts and creating a show that will showcase people in recovery all walks of recovery not just 12-step recovery Mm -hmm. but any old way that you recover or people who have been impacted by the recovery of a friend family member or a client. We thought it would be really great to open it up to people who work with folks um, who are in addiction and recovery situations. And so we're hoping to showcase 50 portraits of 50 recovering people, Mm. their stories, and then art from 50 recovering people as well. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can email me at marissa at fearlessfacilitation.net. Email, type it out. Yeah. And additionally, I mean... You guys know, and I've talked a lot about it on here, but my two main passions in life are politics and art. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to really dive into the political aspect of my life a little further and Mm -hmm. make some time for some research and potentially taking on Fuck, some more clients. I forgot Comey is my homie again. Damn. I gotta tell it's okay. you. I'm reading like six books. Okay. I got a minute. Because I am I'm reading the James Comey book and I am really reveling in, I'm only in the early chapters where he's discussing um, all how he goes after all the mobsters and I'm like, all I'm in on that. I don't know if I'm going to like the rest of the book as much. Well, but I'm reading it really slowly because I like that front, the first part of it. Take your time. I'm six books in. So I've got, <laughs> I basically, I've always been interested in this kind of stuff and I, I'm in a political line of work at the moment and I have the opportunity to potentially work with some more political clients yes. and I really want to be right on top of my shit. So I'm, I'm re-upping on some more current information. Love it. And actually, when I was meeting with you guys to, to share with you this decision I've come to. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sandy said, well, are you going to do a political podcast? Yes. Well, Cause, I was... Because I know you are. So <laughs> Mike and I were talking about that and I think we might. We don't have That'd it... Cool. We don't have it lined up um, mm-hmm. right at this moment, but... I don't know. Stay tuned. Maybe yeah. I'll come back and, and share about it. Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, you're obviously you are a part of the family of All Gold Pod and you can clearly come back and join us for potting anytime you want. And fans out there, if you miss me, don't cry. Don't cry for me. Just email me and, and email these bitches with your problems. That's right. DM us with your problems. We want to tell you what to do. I got to tell you guys that a couple of weeks ago, I came in here and told you that I went shopping in Northwest Portland and I hit up this store called One Imaginary Girl. And it yeah. was, um, my, I'm like obsessed with it now. The gal that runs mm-hmm. it, her name is Sarah. She was on um, Project Runway. Yeah. I met her friend that does PR and they were talking to me about um, Mondo Croquet. Yeah. As you recall, the giant like yeah. steampunk croquet. Today, oh, yeah. I got my email invitation <gasps> to Mondo Croquet. We're when doing it. We're doing it. It's happening on... I have it pulled up here because I can't remember. July 21st, which is not this Saturday, but next Saturday. 
That's fantastic. So Let's do it. Everyone needs to put it on their calendar. We need to get costumes. We are going to need to get some outfits. Um, and it is the company that hosts it is called Daniel House. And the event is actually, is actually called the Croquet Classic. It's in Cannon Beach. Oops, I didn't read that part before we came oh. on the air here. To benefit the Birch Community Services. It's on July 21st this year. So we may or may not be headed out to do Mondo Croquet. I don't know. We'll have I feel to put like we were together. born to do I mean, Mondo Croquet. I kind of croquet. feel like we made a big deal about it. I feel like we should it's show true, up for but it. But I have to say, I have to admit, I made camping plans <laughs> for that whole weekend with a mutual bestie of ours, Miss Kimmo. If you're listening, Miss Kimmo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and her and I have been... Um, plotting to go camping together for several years and have never done it. So, so it has I, to, it has, it to happen. has to happen. That's interesting because um, my people will be away camping, so I'll be free. Um, but maybe um, you and I can go. FYI, there's camping in Cannon Beach. Just <laughs> saying. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, you and you and Kim are going camping with our friend Bonnie. Now, this weekend, I was at um, an event of Bonnie's. Bonnie had a bachelorette party this weekend. Um, which Congratulations, was... Bonnie. I'm sorry. The little boy was flying a Cessna around the Puget Sound. I couldn't be there. Couldn't be there. Uh, and one of the things that happened was we went to Bend for this um, for this bachelorette. So I was under under the impression that the bachelorette was like at a house or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, we're going to go to Eastern Oregon. We're going to do high desert stuff, but we're going to be in a house. So that's going to be fine. And then I arrived to like rendezvous with everyone and everyone had like pillows, sleeping bags, camping tent. I'm like, what? Like the entire, like the record scratched, everything paused. And I was like, uh, are we going camping? And everyone was like, no, well, I'm just not really sure if there's going to be enough beds. And I'm not sure if the, if there's even going to be oh, beds. I'm, like, I'm not sure if there's even going to be beds. So I just brought my sleeping bag just in case. And then, you know, I'm like, I like have my roller bag. Like I'm headed to the airport. Like I don't have a sleeping bag, a pillow, a tent. Like I don't have any of that shit. So I'm like, well, do I need to go back and get my sleeping, you know, like whatever, find a sleeping bag. And they're like, no, no, it's going to be fine. And I'm like, well, what is it? Do I need it or not? Yeah, because you bitches brought your beds. You guys are prepared, and I don't have any beds, and it's Eastern Oregon, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any beds. I don't have any beds. So, like, the entire three-hour trip that we're driving up there, I'm like, oh, my God, are we going camping? I fucking hate camping. I'm having, like, a, I'm having heart palpitations. Then I'm realizing, like, you know, and the beautiful thing is we get there, and it's, like, this luxurious, extravagant house, log cabin thing. Oh, so it's very good. But brings up a point for me it's summertime yeah which has a lot of camping and hiking which of course i would like to hear both of your thoughts on <laughs> and i just need to say like i am just like an indoor person <laughs> you're, you're an indoor cat yeah much like you're the cat discussion cat. last week like i'm like you oh, don't touch me i don't want to get dirty i just or i want to get dirty and then i want to take a shower yeah and like i don't totally understand you're like there's no couch at the campground yeah, i don't entirely understand why i would take vacation time so that i could go somewhere where it's actually like more difficult to exist Mm -hmm. than it is in my daily life. Yeah. So I am a little backwards on, not backwards on camming. I just like, I really. You're pretty clear. I'm pretty I think clear. that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> that, that went A to B for me. That was straight. So just to, to top this all off, can you remind the audience or remind us and share with the audience, um, our, our humble listeners, one of the vows you made to Jeff um, on your wedding day around mm -hmm. camping. One yeah. of the vows Clarify that I that. made to my now husband was that I vowed to be open-minded and willing Except for camping. Good. Yeah. Covered your ass. Yeah. Hell yeah, I did. Super clear. Do, Super clear. I'm not trying to spend any time in a fucking yurt. I'm not trying to spend any time in a tent. I'm not trying to spend any time out under the stars. In and fairness. Actually, 
You have tried it. I have tried. It's true. And I and did you not are like done. it. No, I'm done with it. I'm you like, gave mm. it a shot. Mm. So, but you guys are outdoors women to some extent. Do you like, I mean, what do you feel? How do you feel about like the summer season of outdoorsiness in Portland, especially? Cause it does feel like a bit of a frenzy. Mm-hmm. It's only really like three good months. Yeah. You know, to like well, get out there and do it. I don't know. I feel like I can say that I have some outdoor elements to me, uh-huh. but I am predominantly an indoor cat as well. That's so interesting because when you drink, yeah. you did used to be an outdoor cat. Well, I'm an outdoor cat in a very specific way. So my family, I grew up going camping every summer, uh-huh. but my family goes camping. We go glamping. Mm-hmm. We go glamping with like, you know, these campground car camping campgrounds that have like an outdoor kitchen when you get there they already have like a cabinets and a bar Mm -hmm. and a table and you like set up your campground like as if it's a house Mm -hmm. and you live in it and we would go for these extensive periods of time we would go for like two weeks Mm -hmm. or 10 days or whatever so it takes you an afternoon to set it up and then it's like playing house set it up and then it's set up and then you're just like living in your outdoor house for (laughs) 10 days and that's what I like to do because it does take too much effort to do it for a weekend in my humble opinion I do not like roughing it I do not like backpacking camp yeah Uh, have you ever done that have you ever backpacked in yes do you like it um, it depends on who I'm with. Yeah. Mm, it depends yeah. on who I'm with. I do like to pack light and, um, I don't like carrying huge heavy packs if I'm climbing up big, tall mountains. That, that sounds challenging. Yeah. So for me, I'm I just like climbing mountains. <laughs> so I really love climbing mountains. Yeah, I really do. But, um, I think I like day trips better just because of the whole pack size issue, because yeah. I do love the outdoors and I do love spending the night outdoors under the stars. More than that, I love spending the night outdoors under the stars on a hot summer night with my sweet love like that's that's like sweet that's like the dream to me yeah um but it's really difficult to achieve all of those things at one time in the state of Oregon (laughs) I mean the the temperature thing is my deal breaker yeah I mean it really is yeah and it is hard to get a hot night on a mountain yeah (laughs) now when you say like climbing mountains do you mean like uh hiking walking hiking or do you mean running Oh, well, if I'm camping with a pack, I'm going to be hiking. Oh, hiking. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have as much experience with the whole camping with a pack as I do. Like what I've kind of shifted into in the past, like five years of my life is I love a good longy out on like a, you know, like 10 hours out on a long run and the pack Mm -hmm. only needs to have enough water and snacks to to get me through. And I learned from, and what really opened that up to me was a lesson I learned from Dana Uh Katz, my Ultra Ultra U. U. Um, Ultra U coach. Yes. Um, we, she took us on a circumnavigation of Mount St. Helens mm-hmm. and it was an 11 hour deal. And oh, <laughs> we, it, we ran out of water, but she knew we would run out of water and yeah. she knew there was a natural spring that we could fill our packs with. Oh, nice. And it's just like, it's kind of changed my life mm-hmm. like yeah. to, to be able to do that. So, um, but then you got back to the car after 11 hours and yeah. drove home or yeah. took a shower. Yeah. 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 And took a shower. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's like when I think about adventure on a summer day, that's what I love because yeah. then I can have like the comforts of both. Like I could yeah. be the, an outdoor cat and an indoor cat like like Mr. Nakamura like yes. I go hard outside during the day but I come home and I curl up in a warm bed and I, I mean f- I think that's what I want I want to be able to because I am like pretty active so what we did on this on this adventure with, for Bonnie was we went to Smith Rock and then we like hiked up Misery Ridge which is absolutely aptly named 
it is definitely misery to get up high enough on it. And then, but it was like a hundred degrees. And so like a third of the way in, uh, three quarters of the gals turned around and I was like, well, I'm either gonna have to sit around outside for another two hours while they finish this or I'm going to just go with them. So I'm like, I'd rather be active in doing it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I do want to go home to like a hot shower and like good food and like, I don't, I think temperature, that's interesting that you mentioned it because I, I do not like being the wrong temperature. Yeah. Temperature yeah. is my deal breaker <laughs> for camping. So like for, for just like legitimate camping, like what yeah. you described and what you're describing, I love it. I freaking love it. I love it on a hot summer day near a body of water that yep. hopefully doesn't have too many motorized oh, vehicles in it. Exactly. Um, like that's also my dream, but I, it's hard to, it's hard to get yeah, I have to go down to Shasta Wilderness yeah. outside of Mount Lawson to get it Because it gets cold as fuck at yeah. night. Mm-hmm. I hate that shit. Yeah. And you know what else? Like, yeah. sleeping bags are bullshit. I, oh, my God. I have the best fucking sleeping bag. I have to tell you, I agonized over buying this sleeping bag. I've never had a good sleeping bag in my life. And I bought a 20 degree, and I chose it because they have all these like heat rankings and I didn't want it to be too hot to wear because I am a summer camper mm-hmm. but I also know that like I run cold and uh-huh. I do not want to be fucking cold at yeah. night under any circumstances, circumstances whatsoever yeah. and this sleeping bag what is brand like is it magical no idea yeah I got it at um at Mountain Adventure or whatever it's next adventure uh-huh. and it's rated for 20 degrees and I think 20 degrees if you're a summer camper that is like the well, sweet spot for a cold night do you know what I just learned literally what? like two weeks ago what, what that means rated for 20 degrees so I thought that meant that I can sleep in it comfortably down to 20 degrees yeah down to 20 degrees I'm gonna stay warm in the sleeping bag I would think that yeah. based on yeah that it, means, it means that you won't die at 20 degrees in this bag <laughs> oh doesn't mean it you'll means, be comfortable. It, it just doesn't quite have the same marketing. It, it means it's going to keep you physiologic. Like, <laughs> you will not well, die. Well, that makes sense because I've never used it in 20 degrees. And it's perfect temperature it's for at summer. like 40, 40 degrees. degrees. Yeah. So get yourself a 20 degrees sleeping bag if you don't like being cold, but you like camping in the summer. That is my expert advice. Boom. And what is your problem with sleeping bags? Are they too hot for you or too cold? It's same this, thing. It's this business. Yeah. Like, I just They're never write. Camping at 40 degrees is miserable to me. Yeah. On a 40, mm-hmm. 40 degree night. Me. I mean, it all sounds day, bad to me because there's not enough to whatever. Coke in the world. And like, I think what I used to fantasize prior was like, well, if I had a nice warm body to sleep next to, it would uh. be so romantic. I wouldn't care. No. Not true. No. I'm worried about bears too. I'm like, I don't worried. Like I'm just going to get a little, like, I'm, me and Jeff are going to be little bear snacks. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm like, I'm pro- I, probably not. I know. Probably not. The last happen. time I went camping, I spent the entire night awake, like, was that, oh. was that a bear? Was that a bear? I'm was more a worried was that a bear? Was about that a being a feral human snack. Yeah, was that a hu- yeah. was that an axe murderer? Was that like, an axe murderer? Yeah, yeah. There's we were talking about feral cats last week. I don't know. I don't want to fuck with feral humans out in the damn woods. Outside of summer months, it is just. I mean, it's really not an option ever for me to go camping. But I don't know how people are like in the fall or winter. Like, yeah, let's go. It's just gonna rain a little bit. Like, mm. uh huh. Mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. I did a I did mm. a camping trip once that mm-hmm. was wet. No, thank you. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, there I was did that too. nothing okay Once. about it. Because the one thing about camping, like this is the, this is the deal with camping. That you're at a beautiful place outdoors, and you spend your whole day outdoors. Yeah, the whole co- point. You cook outdoors. You play outdoors. Yeah. You engage outdoors. You drink your coffee outdoors, and you really only go in your you're tent. Like search for Wi-Fi around. There. Yeah, you're like, hold up your phone. Like, where's yeah, the Wi-Fi? Like, how am I going to post this Instagram photo of me looking natural? <laughs> There's no <laughs> DC fountain soda out here. I'm totally fucked. Yeah, so you go in your tent basically to change your clothes and to sleep yeah. but if it's wet you have to huddle in your tent and you still get wet yes because yes. the tent gets wet yeah. yeah and if you touch it what the fuck is that 
Which is like this weird (laughs) fucking fucked up thing where if you touch the tent, it then springs a leak wherever you touch it. Yeah, like here's the thing. What is that? How come they can't scientifically fucking prevent that? I don't buy it. Like we can put people on on the moon. We can have electric self-driving cars. Like I just can't believe that we can't invent some kind of tent that That like is actually waterproof. I wonder if we had like some legit mountain golden girl here with us. If this, if she would be like, Oh, you can. It's like this. They well, have it. It's called this. Yeah, God. yeah. Or, or it's like there's. That's just part of the beauty of it, man. It's just being out and being wet. Ew. I'm just like <laughs> no. one, one with the atmosphere. That's uh-uh. what I live Mm-mm. for. Mm-mm. Maybe I don't know. Like maybe there's it took people, a lot of whiskey for me to feel like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's people who don't mind being wet. Like I remember when I was out doing a lot of spending a lot of time on trails and oh, mountain yeah. trails. Yeah. Like I did a lot of training in shitty, shitty weather, mm. and it's like you just get through it. You run and you get wet. And you get used to it, and and it it really becomes like not that big of a deal. And the worst part is like going from the liminality of going from dry to wet. That once you are finally wet, it's like okay, well, I'm yeah, just like completely yeah. Soaked. So like long six hour yeah. runs, like wet the whole time, really became no big, mm-hmm. and then it it almost became like kind of awesome because then when I did get home and in yeah. my hot bath and yeah. my warm clothes, That's it was dope. really wonderful. So I wonder if there's something to that with camping. Oh, I don't maybe, know. maybe. Well, I will not be doing any of it this year. I don't know. Nor I mean, I. I grew up on the beach, uh-huh. so I can be in the sand and get sunburned and wet and get mm-hmm. like salty yeah. and all that all day and then go home and I'm making and a grimace face and... right now. Like, I don't want to have sand on my body. Sandy like, pants. I don't like getting dirt and I don't like having sand in my vagina. I hate when it gets in my butt crack. Like, I hate that it's in my teeth. Like, oh, God. How uh, do you get it in your teeth? I don't know. Just because you're like out in the, because like, <laughs> I don't know, you eat something and there's like sand on it or like, I don't know. You, you're well, like, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe maybe beach etiquette was like trained into me and I didn't end up eating sand. I, I mean, don't know. I have I mean, to say I did on. not have sand in my teeth. You've never, yeah. Okay, you never spent a day at the beach and then just found sand like fucking everywhere. Like, so when I your... was a kid, when because I, I grew up in Southern California, yeah. when I was a child, I did have a problem with sandy pants. Yeah. Like I would take off my my under or my sandy, yeah. sandy pants. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy, 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 my, sandy, sandy pants. My, my like my bathing suit bottom yeah. and like a whole chunk of sand would just like fall yes. out. But that just kind of ended as I was no longer a child. Like I, I must have Am found I some devel- way is to there not. Something wrong yeah. with my development. That I must I don't have found a way, practice. like not it just to takes practice. Collect sand in my vagina. My, yeah. It's like backs it up. It's like <laughs> that's powerful. It's the power of your vagina. It's like a it's, vortex in there. It's like oh my just god. Goes, zoop, zoop, zoop. Just, wow. <laughs> I'm glad I grew out of it. Yeah, me too. It sounds I, uncomfortable. I feel even worse. You and Winona Ryder. Can I, you shoot it back I, out? Which, now I feel even worse. I didn't even know it was an option Talk to grow out of it. Talk about a side hustle. You've got a side hustle. Heidi the sand cannon. You, yeah. DM me and I will send you I will send you sand that is straight out of my veg. There you go. There you go. I'm sorry we brought you here, <laughs> friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. This will be my most lucrative side hustle yet. My favorite? Probably not. My most lucrative? Absolutely. For sure. Vagina sand. Bad standby. Oh my god! MJ. Speaking of Earth Mother, you could package that shit and call it douche. It's all natural. It's sand a, blast. You clean. It's a, what is that? Exfoliating. Like body scrub. That's right. Exfoliating <laughs> douche. Which this reminds me. I was watching TV yesterday because I was home. From, I buy that I was, shit. I was home from work yesterday and I was watching something on TV and it was about um, women are starting to blow dry their vaginas after they have sex. It was oh. on this show called The Doctors. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Why I have something to say about this. <laughs> Please do. Say it. I moved into my new house in November. Yes. Yeah. And we have a washlet on our toilet. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you guys know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. It has, well, I mean, I'm assuming it's, it's like, like a bidet, bidet, bidet Yeah. It's a ja- like a Japanese bidet. Okay. It has multifunctions. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Including, like, you just had sex. Let me help you. I, I have the best post-sex hygiene of mm. anybody. Any human. Any human. I think it's necessary. I feel like that should be one of those things. Mm. I'm jealous, A. I just, I want you to know. Yeah, I keep um, like cute it, little wipies. Like I get these little wipies from the waxing boutique. It and I like, and they're, you know, but it's still not that good. Not but I have to, to be complete, like in, in addition to the water jets, which if I, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little real here. Get graphic. If you don't come in bed, you will <laughs> when you get to the, the water toilet. Jets. So yes. not only does it have the, the water jets that like are really thorough at cleaning yeah, yeah. and they can give you a little extra something, little something, something. Yeah. then you could hit the dryer and you don't even have to like dry. You don't Move. even have to use toilet paper towel right. anything to, to dry so it's like totally like hands-free environmentally friendly environmentally friendly hygiene, hygiene. hygiene. that's incredible wow. yeah every woman should know about this because yeah. the doc okay so this was the question was on this like daytime tv show called the doctors and all of them were like oh my god this is crazy and the woman doctor of course was like actually this isn't a very this isn't a bad idea this is a good idea well you could after do this. i take a shower when i blow dry my hair uh-huh. i hit the cool shot and blow dry my vag oh there you go but just not after because i was like wow isn't that going to be like like a fucking something about Mary and it's going to be like <laughs> my mean, you, pubes are going to be like clean it a little bit of a yeah. hairdo there yeah. like I, you got to clean it gross. out before you blow dry yeah. you do got you do and she said that anyone who suffers uh, or suffers from I don't know or, or struggles with yeast infections this is a good idea for so if you cuz it's like if you don't dry it out it's like yeah. a pretty moist scenario going on down there so mm. well and PSA it's like there's a sequence to things right you yes. have to urinate yes. yep you that's do. important important cleanse and then you have to cleanse yeah. mm-hmm. and then hit the blow dry Yes, cool shot. Right. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay, Sandy was talking about murderous people in the woods, and I have to tell you guys I have updating on the staircase. Oh, okay. I'm yes. Not, I'm, okay. I'm not with a little it. loop on this. Okay, one. so the staircase is on Netflix. It's a docu series. We talked and, about like, it. I want to watch mm, it, but it's I very boring. I haven't committed the time to it. It is very boring. Now I'm on the third episode. Spoiler alert: They find out that he has another. Uh, it's not another wife of his, although he does have a previous wife, but it's a friend of the family who died in a similar way. Uh, mm. found at the bottom of a staircase in Germany 16 years ago. So anyway, I'm there on that scene, or I'm there, that's why I'm at in the documentary, and they're getting ready to go to trial. So um, I have to say that last week, Sandy and I were talking about this guy's eyebrows. Yes. If, if nothing else, for no other reason, you He's should watch this show. Fuck because of those eyebrows. <laughs> yes. And you should watch it because of the eyebrows. They're like, they're like alive, they're Muppet eyebrows. I've never seen anything like it on a single human being. And they're about to go to trial, and his fucking lawyer looks at him and he's like I need you to show up at trial tomorrow and I need you to fucking take care of those eyebrows oh, <laughs> oh my god I swear to god Lord, nice. like, not really that worried about anything else he's like you must trim your eyebrows they have to be taken care of oh I'm wow. so sad I can't I wait to see, see that. that so I just felt like we were obviously dialed in on You're our on criticism and the- that yeah I, that, I feel You're really right validated page. yeah I feel like uh, a lot of validation about do that you, and now I know what about, to look for yeah exactly did you talk about all the buttons on the Henley though because that was also just a little bit psychotic to me. I didn't quite, I looked for the buttons on the Henley. I continued to look for the, I thought you did mention last week that it was on a sweater. So I kept looking yeah. for a sweater with more than three buttons. It's like a Henley sweater with like multiple mm. buttons on, on mm. the, but they're all buttoned. Yeah. They're, they're like, too many there's buttons. like, there's like six or eight. 
10 buttons. Yeah. It's just it's it's a just lot a of fucking like, wrong amount of it's buttons. Like, it's clearly murderous. Like, you either it's murderous. It's excessive. away from the gig line to the collar mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. need to go three down. That's yeah. just the way this That's works. It. Clearly and murderous. And then it's like got short sleeves with buttons. Too. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Ew. So, I don't know. So the whole thing, like this guy decides that the DA is out to get him because he wrote a couple articles for the local newspaper about like how the DA is stupid or something or how like, oh, how the city is corrupt. So he continues to like play this sob story of like the DA is targeting me because the city is corrupt. Meanwhile, because you murdered your wife. The, the DA is targeting you because you murdered your wife and apparently someone else 16 years ago and then you stole her kids and like morphed them into your family. So Not to mention your eyebrows. Not to mention your eyebrows. So there are those three things. <laughs> three things. Um, and then the DA in this episode is like, oh, we're going to exhume the body of the other woman that got pushed out. Oh, I mean... Yeah, the DA thinks he pushed her down the staircase. So, like, oh, we're going to exhume the body of the other woman who was murdered by you. And he's like, I mean, I just, I can't believe you're going to disturb her rest like that. Like, she deserves to rest in peace, that old, that Elizabeth. And what will it do to her children? You know, and then the children come on and like, it's like your worst nightmare. Like, every kid has nightmares of their dead parents coming back. Okay, first of all, no fucking kid has nightmares of their dead parents coming back to life because no kids have their parents murdered by their new dad. Oh, right. And and doesn't one of these kids look creepily... Are you with me? Are you with me, people? Well, but wasn't, on doesn't one of these kids look creepily like him? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not uh. entirely sure. So this uh, couple, the uh, husband... God, am I getting TMI here? No, I don't think so. I still think, you can, I still think you can watch it. I think okay. we're enticing you into it or whatever. So anyway, they okay, exhumed you this woman's that. body and it turns out that she was like whacked over the head a bunch of times and that she died in the same way and then the the, the defense attorney is like fucking cut your eyebrows dog and then <laughs> and we're headed into trial so that's oh, why I'm at it's very exciting well, I will I say catching up to the you. other thing that's fascinating about this is that the defense team the defense attorney who seems like pretty um I feel like he seems pretty uh, apt at his, like, he seems like pretty legal eagle. Like, I'm like, yeah, if I did something bad, I might call that guy. He seems like he knows what he's doing. Pretty savvy. He's got this, like, private investigator that hangs with him that's always like, and I'm like, damn, I want to be a private investigator. You can be a private investigator. Yeah, you totally could. I think I could do that. You have research skills. I mean, that's pretty much what it boils down to. Yeah. Plus looking cool. So well, you're going to trump that guy by looking cooler this than This private him. investigator is apparently garbage because he didn't discover that this that this murderer had another woman that he murdered 17 years ago. The defense attorney nearly like had his head for that. He was like, how come Michael didn't tell us about this? How come you didn't find this out? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I feel like if I was interviewing a murderer's family, I'd definitely be able to find out if he murdered someone else earlier in his life so qualified yeah i don't know definitely qualified i don't i don't have pi skills so i don't know that i could Mm. connect back to germany and find that i don't know you're a good skeptic though you are naturally i mean be a little naive because i'm always like oh you said you didn't do it okay (laughs) yeah that's true i'd be like who died what somebody died oh tell me in germany when you lived there when you lived when you were their next door Mm -hmm. neighbor (laughs) tell me more It's true. You, we might have to be a team. The three of us might have to do it. I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I'm like just... good cop, bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I'm really good at reading reports. I could read there the old go. reports for you. You can read the you. reports. Mm-hmm. You can find the discrepancies. So. I'm really good at reading people. There we go. You're good at reading like, people. You're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> and you're just pretty emotionally bruised. <laughs> So it's good. Dr. So we'll Sandals. Obviously be good to to go on that. So PI. PI. If this podcast thing doesn't work out, we can be PIs. So that was I needed to like give you guys the update on the staircase. Thank you for that. That I, is brilliant. You're you welcome. guys should open a, a private investigating <laughs> firm together. That how you guys would be like Cagney and Lacey. Oh shit. We'd be like oh, Dog shit. the Bounty Hunter and his wife. 
who's which? I know who's who. Who's I who? really. Oh, I kind of want to be dog. I was gonna it's say. Like, I, mean, I kind of feel like your dog. The I kind of feel like your dog. And I might be the one. I mean, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need like. <laughs> I'm gonna need more ample You're gonna need for this. a bigger bra. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna need a bigger bra. And, and we're both gonna have to start smoking. I'm gonna need a tan. <laughs> I'm gonna need a tanning bed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What you? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, so I wanted to update us on the staircase. The last two things I have to talk about, I have for us to talk about tonight. Sandy and I have been doing hot yoga. Yes. At Moto Yoga, Moto Yoga Portland. I'm into it. It's cool. I just want to know why is it that nobody gives a fuck about how they walk until the second they walk into a yoga studio. Now, all of a sudden, you open the door, you walk into a yoga studio, and everyone's got to make sure that all four corners of their feet touch. You can like hear everyone's feet go like... Oh, my gosh. Everyone's like suddenly... Everyone's a yogini all of a sudden. Everyone's walking with purpose. Everyone's got like their little butt out and their little feet like... Like waddling across. It's, it just like makes me... It just... Is a little weird. <laughs> Welcome to the studio, Tiny Dancer. We know you're here. I just feel like I just don't want to hear your entire foot like peel off the ground. I get it. You can feel all your toes or whatever. I just it makes me insane. God, I am so unaware because I just come like fucking barreling into That's a good. yoga. I feel studio. like you should just do that, but it's like you know, I don't know. It's like just one thing to throw bitch about. my shit just around, like about it. Ah, just throw one of these blankets over there. Throw one of these <laughs> straps over there. Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to hit you with my my block. All of a sudden, everybody turns their feet out a little bit, like 45 degree angles, and they're just like, bloop, 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 peeling their feet up off the ground. They're we can cut this are. if we need well, to. This there's, <laughs> I have a yoga etiquette question. Uh, okay, yoga etiquette. Yoga question. etiquette. Because, so I'm, I've done some yoga in my life, yes. but I'm very inflexible, so I'm still like totally like a beginner mm-hmm. with the poses. Me too. And it really helps me to see my reflection in the mirror. Yeah. Now, I understand that sometimes the classes do get so crowded that that's just not possible. Right. But this studio happens to have a, f- a full wall of complete mirror. Yeah. And why, when the studio is empty and I lay my mat down, does some bitch come and lay her mat down directly in front of me? <laughs> like, There's this weird environmentalist aspect to the yoga crowd where it's like conservation of space I swear to god but they have you no boundaries can stagger exactly I but agree. they but I there agree. is this like tendency for that to happen it's like that yeah. same thing used to happen to me in yoga all the time it's like some there's all this room I'm one of the first people there and somebody comes and plants their shit right, right next, next to like me nearly like, on top there of may you, only yeah. be five people here tonight you realize that yeah. so yes. why are you right up on my shit yeah. and then and I think it's because they're like oh let's conserve space and be a community together be trees together or something well i have to say i really do like one of the things i really love about yoga is the meditative aspect and like shutting down my brain that's true but nothing gets me from listening to my breath to this fucking bitch what the fuck (laughs) faster than when this bitch comes and lays her mat down in front of me like i go from zero to this bitch in like just faster than a fat man who sat down too fast like I just do that. So that's my thing. Like the feet thing, I, I, I only recognize when you said it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you mm-hmm. do hear that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like, no, why does that f- make me think of Burning Man? I, well, I don't know why. I There's mean, not like a yoga studio at Burning Man, I'm pretty sure. Have you, but ever, just, have you been to Burning no, Man? No, I haven't. Have you been to Burning Man? No. Can we go to Burning Man? I don't know. It would be like camping. Too much like camping. Uh, it's I a lot of dust. It would be warm. Burning Can you imagine how much dust would be in my vagina if I went to Burning Man? I'm just like, <laughs> you might I swallow might, up Burning I Man. I suck up all of Burning Man. <laughs> well, we're going to bottle that shit and it'll be your special edition. Burning Man edition. Special edition Burning Man. There you go. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. We should go to Burning Man. 
Burning Man or whatever. Uh, tickets that it's can't like, be too hard to come by, right? It's like your oh reserve, your reserve badge, <laughs> special reserve from Burning Man. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so we asked our listeners to submit their quandaries to us, to submit their questions, their quandaries, their their shit eyes, their don't knows, and we got a submission. You did? Yes. Oh, that's excellent. This Who sent it. Submission comes from Alex Zikra of Chicago, Illinois. Mm. Alex wants to know. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex. Everyone say hey. hi, Alex, because it's going to take me just a second to find uh, his actual submission, although Zikra. I have That's something that is name. related to it pulled up on my phone already. So Alex Zikra uh, wants to know. Um, let's see. Here we go. He says, which explanations of the Fermi paradox do the Golden Girls think are most probable? Specifically, I want Sandy Johnson's analysis. (laughs) Okay, so Alex, so glad that you sent your submission. Very happy to hear from you. So glad. (laughs) Long time listener, first time caller. Alex, this is so good. This is great, actually. I'm excited about the conversation that we're going to have about this because uh, the Fermi paradox, for those of you that don't know, is this. I'm reading it from the Wikipedia page because I was not familiar with it, but I do, of course, have thoughts on it. On it. So uh, the Fermi paradox is named after physicist Enrico Fermi. I hope I'm doing his name justice is the apparent contradiction between the lack of evidence and the high probability estimates for the existence of extra extraterrestrial civilizations. The basic points of the argument are one. There are billions of stars in the galaxy that are similar to the sun. And yet many of these stars are billions of years older than the solar system. Two, with high probability, some of these stars have Earth-like planets, and if the Earth is typical, some may have developed intelligent life. Three, some of these civilizations may have developed interstellar travel, a step the Earth is currently investigating. Thank you, Tesla. Four, even at the slow pace of current envisioned interstellar travel, the Milky Way galaxy could be completely traversed in a few million years. So if the some of those billions of stars that are older than the sun, that would be like they'd be Mm -hmm. at the right timeline. So according to this line of reasoning, the Earth should have already been visited by extraterrestrial aliens. In an informal conversation, Fermi, the physicist, noted no convincing evidence of this, leading him to ask, where is everybody? Story of my life. Where are the aliens? Story of my life. We're looking at you, U.S. government. We know you have the proof and you're hiding it underground. (laughs) Probably underneath the Colorado airport. They're in your basement. The Colorado airport is totally fucked up. And they shit in a litter box. Whoa. They're cats. They're cats. They're cats. Cats is aliens. Cats is aliens. Let me just round this out. This says there have been many attempts to explain the Fermi paradox, primarily either suggesting that intelligent extraterrestrial life is extremely rare or or proposing reasons that such civilizations have not contacted or visited Earth, all both of which exclude the probability that they're here as cats. Right. They're right under our nose, I mean, I think is the basic premise for the cat argument. And the Meow. same thing could be said of like, what if we just can't perceive them because there's something about their <laughs> their like energetic body that is something right, like what if they're invisible? Does something to the light that we can't perceive. Like what's that movie um with what's his name? That's the one signs, of them. right? Where they're like they're invisible until you throw water at them or something. Can't remember that that M Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. movie signs where the all right, well, Don't whatever. Uh, but yeah, like, so what if they're I invisible? I stopped watching M Night Shyamalan movies after that one good one. Everyone did, I think. <laughs> Except for there was one good one about like a lady in the water or something, mm. where one guy worked out only one side of his body. He only lifted weights on one side, so yeah. he was like super buff on one side and like super scrawny on the other. And I, okay. I did enjoy that other one, but. 
other than that, I didn't. Catch- I didn't watch Signs. Is what I'm trying to say. There you go. Okay. No idea what so, you're talking uh, about. I have never been exposed to the Fermi paradox, but I mean, I, it makes sense to me. Like, if if Earth is typical, and we think we're part of a number of millions of universes of stars, there should be some other life out there. I feel like uh, I like both of these explanations. That either <laughs> life is a, uh, extraterrestrial life has visited us and is currently like living among us invisibly. Maybe they came here and were like, meh. You know, like maybe there was nothing too exciting about Earth when well, they visited. That's one of the um, pr- possible oh. explanations okay. that um, I learned about holding up a bar stool for six hours in my old life is that they're that the aliens are just so much more far advanced than us that they're actually like overlords like they know about us but we don't know about them mm. and they're just like biding their time to do I mean I, I was wondering if like we're so boring to them that they're like well we'll yeah. just let them play out their little adventure well so this is what the Fermi paradox really is okay. in real life yes guys. yes it's a question kind of like what is the meaning of life mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things that we all think about we all wonder because mm-hmm. I know that I've even before holding up the bar stool, I've spent time like, wait, what's this business with aliens? Are there aliens? Do I believe in aliens? Mm-hmm. Could there be aliens? Mm-hmm. And then your mind just continues to go to all the probabilities and possibilities. Yeah. And really all it is is another fucking human being being a fucking human being. Oh, human beings fucking ours. They can't stop over fucking thinking. <laughs> and Mr. Fermi. Mr. Fermi, so, if you're listening. So wait a fucking... What so, do you ask an obvious question? So, so Fermi's so Instagram handle is. We should tag him in this episode. So he comes up with this this paradox, which yeah. may not even be a paradox at all. Right. It may just be that, well, there are aliens, and I am going to New Mexico, well, and <gasps> I will come back with probably yes. like more Alien juice on your more bag. insight, more insight to this question. Yes, I like Agreed. that. Um, but so, like, I think it's human nature to overthink things, and mm-hmm. so this is a paradox that may not even really fucking be a paradox oh, at all. I like that. There yeah, is no that's paradox. where I'm at with it too. I mean, I can't help but think, okay, so. So the universe, we we perceive the Milky Way universe as being pretty fucking big. But when you think about that in in relativity to the entire galaxy of all that is everything beyond, 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 then what is the probability that we would find out? Well, like, right. And I think that like one of the um, other suggested solutions to it is like time and space, right? Mm-hmm. Like the amount of time it takes to get between planets is excessive and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that alone could be limiting, Right. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like if our, if, if we've only like been looking for life for like 50 years or right, whatever, right. I, I don't know if that's a correct number, but I if we know, have, yeah. I mean, even give them a hundred years, yeah. they started looking for life in and, 1918. And which in would like, be very and so like if surprising. in 1950, they were sending radio waves, but like mm-hmm. what you said, it's mm-hmm. like, they, they don't exist in radio waves. Like you need to use something visual. Like you Gamma said something rays. like we can't see them or something right. like that. Then we're not even like looking in the right way and they're mm-hmm. too far away. They're, they're made so of something like that we can't perceive. And, and on the time space continu- continuum, it's like whoosh, mm-hmm. just like two ships, passing. Two ships well, passing in the night. Speaking of the desert and speaking of UFOs, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, as we've mentioned, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a weird bird. And growing up, I was really into coast to coast radio. Do you guys know what that is? I feel like I remember hearing it, but I'm not so like it's really long radio waves. I, Are so, we on coast to coast radio right now? Could we be on coast to coast radio? <laughs> well, we're, Mark, we're, we're veering into coast to coast territory. So it was a radio program on AM radio called mm-hmm. Coast to Coast. And it was hosted by a guy named Art Bell, who lived in the high desert in mm-hmm. Nevada, and who was completely um, obsessed with all things paranormal. Mm-hmm. And his radio program was like a midnight radio program. Oh, I've that heard was a about call this. In program. Yes. There we go. And people would call in and talk about aliens. And if you asked Art Bell, or if you listened to that show, you might be tempted to 
say, what do you mean we don't have enough proof of aliens? Uh, There's like 57 million people who called in yeah, to talk about true, aliens. To say yeah. 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 So like that's back to the argument that it's not really a paradox. But like what I, where I really like want to go with this, because like my history with this question was I, I used to drink with somebody who was really into talking about aliens and and all kinds of conspiracy mm-hmm. theories. So we'd go on and on about it. And he had like some really fun thoughts and ideas and and really what it turned into is like an exercise and where your mind can go yeah and that's really what it is that's really what's fun uh-huh. about it yeah and 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 so I think that that's what it what it really is and um but if I were to like tell you like what my gut really thinks yeah, about yeah. aliens yeah. about extraterrestrial life it is probably this whole thing like um they're probably are other, there probably is other life on other planets yeah. i don't know like if it's more intelligent than us and overlording right. or not but I, I mean i think that that it's just like we're not able to perceive them yeah. and our limited minds are we're just too limited like yeah like i said last night like we could actually just be like um part of the alien and not even know it right like right. i could be in one of the aliens eight armpits yes. and we're existing in this environment and and we're we're exposed to it but we just have no concept of it and i think like something like that's more likely because mm-hmm. definitely when i see the relationships in nature from like the the plankton to the ant to the mm-hmm. animal to this mm-hmm. why are we so certain we're the top of the food chain <laughs> like why are yeah, we so certain we're real at the top? meta i mean we yeah. could be in an alien's vagina right now yeah, we, could, we, be could. we could be the sand, a sand. we could be the sand, sand. <laughs> in an alien's vagina I'm are just you, saying. Are you sorry you asked alex <laughs> because i think that's our solution that we are the sand in an alien's <laughs> vagina. You're welcome. Boom. Boom. Thank you. Problem Drop the yeah. mic. Problem solved. Like I mean, we said. that was pretty easy. I, I like Give that us question. Your questions. That was a great question. I feel like Alex is the kind of listener who will be submitting a random question like that every week. Oh my to gosh. See what kind of crazy shit he can have us talking about on our podcast. But thank, thank you, Alex. But we do want to fix your life. Too. We do. And Alex, I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, send us like some life questions, Alex. We got shit to say. We want to tell you what to do. So, like, like are you? dating an alien oh that's Curious. what it would get really interesting yeah. that would be mm-hmm. interesting did you have a, a weird three-way with an alien whoa hey we want to hear I about mean, it pretty sure your mom's an alien whoa your mama don't talk about alex's jokes. mama um, i was asking <laughs> i will say that really my thoughts on aliens and the fermi paradox have been summed up quite nicely by both of you i don't have anything to add that's substantive um to that so thank you for so cats or sand cats or we are sand in an alien's vagina yeah i think that's pretty much our imperceivable energetic i just don't see this as a paradox question either actually i mean this is like kind of a given i don't think there's a i don't think there's any paradox about it sand no two ways about it definitely aliens live among us but you know what i don't know i mean i'm a pharmacist not a physicist Mm. so there's probably like a lot more smart um brilliant i don't know analyses i I would say that also sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees sometimes you gotta step back you have a different perspective so i think we're obviously qualified to weigh in on this question just like i'm qualified to be a pi and i'm also qualified to be a district attorney and i'm also qualified to you know do all pretty much experts basically an expert yeah, pretty much. Um, and that kind of checks off all the stuff that I had on my list for uh, things for us to chit chat about tonight. Is there anything else that you guys would like to cover? We're coming up on about about an hour. We're at about fifty minutes. Do, do, I got nothing. I don't think I have anything. All right, well, I'm just blanking. That's it. Just love good. my friends. Yeah. Love my friends. I'm gonna miss you guys. Our listeners are gonna I'll come miss back you. for a visit. If we yeah. get to see tomorrow. <laughs> 
I don't actually know if those are the words, but oh. I know that we'll get to see tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And I, I know will say that nothing was better than the collaboration between Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. Sorry. <laughs> one Sweet Day is one of my favorites. Oh, One Sweet Day. What about that one where she's like, thank God I found you. I was lost without you. That could also apply to this scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, you can go home and listen to some Mariah Carey I music and get there. Send you the rainbow. Yeah, album. I just like her poppy yes. stuff. Like I just like. Do, 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 yeah, exactly. Well, Review one hundred out of one hundred. So basically, what we're saying is we're not going to be hearing from Marissa on the All Gold podcast for some time. She's welcome to come back and guest and tell us what's going on at yes, any time. Check in with us always. And always we, weigh in on our social media. And we really, really hope that there's a political podcast that we get to oh, cross promote and um, hear that more from yeah. hear more from the lovely and brilliant Miss Marissa J. Thank you so much for the time that you did put in here with us, yes, sweating it up in our, the studio. Oh my God, blood, sweat, tears because in here, and has graphic been. design. I mean, it still is hysterical, amazing, wonderful, inspirational. <laughs> I love it. All of it. All the way. So I will definitely be back. That sounds great. All love, right. light, and gold to our listeners out there. Love, light, gold. I love, light, and gold. 